Hi, this is Johnny Bergen on Delmark Records out of Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to Galti and the Gators Blues and New Show from Scotland. Keep on listening to the blues. That 1919 West Taylor. What you were doing out there, man? Oh, man, I was out there messing around with Rand and Dr. Newhouse, man. I had to get rid of them two bugs and that roach I had. How you do that? Oh, man, I hit it something like this, Jack. And that bug is sold too. Well, let me see you get a little funky with it now. Okay, baby. This is where I got rid of that bug. Kill that bug, baby. 
kill that bug. You know what kind of bug that was, man? What kind of bug was it? That's that thing they call a TV bug. Boy, he was a monster. Kind of That's right, baby. I think we got rid of him. Kill that bug. Well, well, well. Welcome back to Go to the Ghetto. Must be Friday. Yep. Or it could be a well, Here's hoping anyway. It's hard, <laughs> it's hard to tell when you're about life still, you know. It's hard to tell. It's hard to, I'm sorry. I will stop one of these days. I promise I'll stop uh, singing. I will reply to me. I will. Or talking or whatever, you know, whatever you think. Um, <laughs> so I think in particular, um, the, the reason this show is going to be quite fun is because Chicago in particular has uh, has offered a lot of blues music but it's also suffered quite a lot of segregation as well that people don't really speak about. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, mind we were talking about this the other night. Aye. You know how um, it was the land of opportunity for a lot of um, southern blacks, you know, moving to Chicago, and then they were they housed deci- in they slums. Deci- they decided to, to only let them stay in certain places and not mm-hmm. to mix with whites. And then it's it's produced this um, almost... Oth- um, Secondary, it's almost like this. I this secondary modernized version of the original problem. Mm-hmm. If, uh-huh. if that makes any sense. Uh, well, it does to me. Um, so we we were very um, lucky to have the chance to speak to our friend Johnny Bergen. As you heard, he introduced the show. Yeah, oh, he's so cool. Right? He's the coolest guy ever, and he's really honest about his journey, and I love that about him. I know we had to do uh, speak to him twice, which was such. A hard work not <laughs> it was so cool wasn't it I, I mean we got to speak to him the first time and uh, and we had a wee bit of technical issues so we just I had know, a chat and then, wiped, and then we did it again I know it was great I, and I feel like um, I, I feel like we, we know the guy so well now mm-hmm. uh, but we've got a lot of new stuff coming up um, uh, a lot of a lot of cool exciting news and a lot of new ventures a lot of new content a lot of quirks and twists on the show mm-hmm. you know um, Fiona will be um decorating our uh, our career with her own thing as well soon so that's going to be pretty cool and you're, and you're quite safe because that's not singing y- oh, how? I thought <laughs> I thought you were going to release that um, deluxe album oh the one that goes the 43rd year anniversary of Fiona <laughs> <laughs> here's Johnny <laughs> gangster <laughs> if, if the shining was an album <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, mom blues. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm, I'm looking really forward to our future together um, as a as a professional team, um, um, and I'm willing to accept the other future as a as a romantic team. I I think the podcast will make it all worthwhile. Well, I have so, to say, if you're tuned in, you obviously like the blues, so you obviously like your mum. But on top of that, you you want to tune in on a Wednesday evening on Facebook. Uh, for some uh, Delta Blues from Danoon. So oh, aye. Yes, you mm-hmm. will. Yeah. Aye. Well, Every Wednesday. Me, yeah. Aye, sure. Uh, me, yeah. Aye, sure. yeah. It's not me. <laughs> I know. I mean, the, the first one there was Wednesday and it was at 8 o'clock, which is a bit later than I want to do it usually. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only because I had a couple of uh, big interviews lined up um, against Fiona as well, but um, I wanted her to be involved, so we had to kind of 
navigate that. But um, so you know, it would be usually a bit earlier than that. But um, mm-hmm. we're open to suggestions if you want to. Oh yeah, you could you could message in with some song requests. Yeah, that and gives y- you a week to learn some new stuff. Yeah, mm. I um, I mean I'm open to learning anything on the guitar, but I will play it as a blues song. Yeah, with I a slide. Gonna, yeah, I was going to say. So blue, I mean, that is my thing. Preferably, please. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't but have to be a blues yeah, song. I mean, I play Taylor ah, Swift with yeah, a slide. I know. So. So and I bet you didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. No, neither did I. I just it just worked, eh? And I thought, oh, it I works wonder. Your, I was laziness. It was laziness. Actually, I couldn't be bored retuning the guitar. I love it. I was it. like, oh, I wonder. I wonder if I didn't bother tuning <laughs> this if this would work, and it did work. Out, so that's pretty cool. So anyway, right. So enough about us. Let's get on to. Um, this chat that we had with Johnny. So Johnny, the most welcoming, loveliest, most honest, um, beautiful person. Mm-hmm. You know, um, very talented musician. Has come up from nowhere. Went to college. Sorry, I should say university. I'm not sure if college university is the same. Of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how it works because sometimes mm-hmm. it's the same. Eh? Mm-hmm. But Aye. not, to, but not to people in Britain, if, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. So he, he went to university, but to him it's college. So if he's listening in college, if mm-hmm. you know, right. Mm-hmm. So and he actually wanted to be a writer, which which is an amazing endeavour in itself. But I wanted uh, to be a singer, and now and now you're I'm both. <laughs> but the thing is, it just shows how you can meet one person, you know, in one club, and it changes your whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Sometimes you just need that one person in your life to to push you to go in away. the right direction <laughs> and make room for the person behind them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish, but anyway, we got there in the end. <laughs> anyway, so um, I asked him. The first question I asked him was, uh, "What's your favourite song of your own or favourite album of your own?" And you see, his answer was amazing. Like we don't muck about really, do we? We don't, right, we like don't ask nice, well easy peasy questions. No. Actually, we do ask the odd easy peasy question. You know. Well, you don't actually. You ask questions that make me want the ground to swallow me or the sky mm-hmm. just to make wipe me out, just make me disappear. Listen, I'm telling you, you get a lucky break with the ones that you did last week because I, <sighs> I know, I know I'd have been right in there with the urine question. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, right. Anyway, aye, aye, absolutely. <laughs> on, on to this chat, will we? <laughs> Did, do you have a favourite uh, player yourself? You have Earl Hooker. Oh, I, all right, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah that's Earl Hooker. Good and, then, and then Eddie Taylor. All right, okay, another good choice. The power of Eddie Taylor and then the kind of grace and imagination of Earl Hooker. Those are my favourites. And I also really like Luther Tucker oh, and, Sam, and uh, Sammy Lawhorn. Oh, brilliant. He's really I mean, good interesting. all amazing, actually, to be fair. Really melodic and... Uh, those are kind of my favorites, you know, and then I like all the greats like, you know, Hubert Sumlin. Buddy Guy. And, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, Albert King. I'm I'm a freak about Albert King. Uh, he is my favorite king. <laughs> Actually, Albert King used to be my favorite king, and then I spoke to little Freddie King from New Orleans. And now little Freddie King's your favorite. Yeah. He's so cool. Yes, yes. And I, I say, um, he he dresses for every occasion like it's his last chance, and I think people in general should take that as a bit of advice. I mean, I honestly, he's mm-hmm. sitting in front of me on a on a Facebook video call, in in the coolest the sugar skull um, strapping around his uh, his fedora, mm-hmm. with a bright purple Mardi Gras coloured um, zoot suit head to toe. You know the proper bow tie, mm-hmm. 
sunglasses on. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon there, and the sun's splitting the skies. Remember, he's mm-hmm. sitting there with, indoors with a set of sunglasses on, at nearly ninety years old, going like that. Yep, thanks, man. <laughs> and I'm like, why do you even talk to me? I mean, why? What is you know? And, and not only that, he's still from the generation of people who accept and are grateful for every handout and every bit of leg up. Mm-hmm. So he actually went out his way to show me personally that he was grateful. Mm-hmm. And you know, like that stuff just doesn't that stuff doesn't fall out the sky, man. I think if you do the right things for long enough, it starts coming back. I think, though, that's um, that's precisely why they are successful and happy in life because they're still the same people that they started out. You know, they maybe have more fancy stuff, but um, but you know, he still remembers putting a bit of cardboard in his shoe when he had a hole in it. Yeah, and he still talks about getting up a lot earlier than other people in the cotton fields with his dad to go and pick cotton when the dew was still on it so that he got more weight per pound, you know, because it was wet. Um, you know, and I think, you know, I think that they've lived their life 100 times or more harder than we could ever imagine and that goes out to people even older than us mm-hmm. that they can't even imagine they, they, you know I remember being younger and granted um, because of where I come from and and, and my family's culture it, like they did have a hard time in that they did have to move a lot of towns and mm-hmm. do a lot of travelling and they took a lot of um, racial abuse and whatnot. but the other thing is um, even that in comparison to what these guys have done and mm-hmm. lived through and experienced and still sometimes experienced which is horrendous um, we can't even compare and, and I'm grateful for for the life I've got now because of speaking to people like that mm-hmm. Aye, absolutely and um, and giving us that insight into another another world um, that, that we couldn't you know, I, that was for me that was one of those moments where I was like just spoken to somebody who worked on a cotton plantation, you know, yeah. hand picking cotton, and actually explained to us exactly what is involved with with doing it. Like, like you, we would go out. He said we, we would go out in the in the morning, really early, four o'clock before the sun was up. Make sure there was still dew on it. Get a bit more weight. Um, do your bit during the day, and then go out late at night when the moon was out until mm-hmm. about eleven o'clock, mm-hmm. and then try and fill the cotton house then because it, it again it, it would be it it would, be wet. Yeah. yeah, and it minimised it minimised the work and know. how much sun you had to be out in. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. I mean it's quite. I mean to have to live a life every day of the week like that is really is really hard going. Like I mean, just to even imagine how to do it is mm-hmm. is quite hard to think about. You know, I tell you what, I don't know if you noticed. Um, because you were really, really busy the other week. But you know how it was Mardi Gras Day on the, at the beginning of March? Yeah, yeah. And he, his pictures that he was put up, he put up the Mardi Gras Indians with their outfits. Yeah, oh, they were fantastic. I'm fascinated with that. Especially after doing my show on it, on, um, just totally fascinated by it. So it was so cool to actually see them this year, this year's costumes. Yeah, absolutely. So I think people like him have... Um, have uh, developed. I mean, he's been pretty. I mean, obviously, Freddie King's been one of these guys who stayed put, stayed put, and, and made a life there. But um, the, the whole Chicago blues culture, which we're talking about today, comes from um, a, a time in uh, Southern prejudice and and uh, and Southern struggle, where uh, a certain amount of black people saw um, profit and and some kind of light at the end of the tunnel if they move to Chicago up Highway 61 mm-hmm. they go up there and they have a better deal 
they have a better deal because they're offered more work that they I would think be also offered. There was um, the the machines were coming in at that point yeah, as that's, well, weren't yeah, they? So absolutely, yeah. Um, so so not only were they losing the work that they were only ever offered in the first place, they were starting to lose parts of that. Mm-hmm. But they were, you know, they were not even offered anything better because they were their skin colour. But in Chicago, that was slightly different. So everybody um, flocked to Chicago in droves, you know. But unfortunately, I believe, I mean, I don't, this isn't going to be 100% pinpoint accurate because I have never experienced it. So, but this is about as accurate as I can reword it to you guys. So uh, they went up there, and then what happened was uh, the Chicago governor treated it almost like um, they were immigrants, even mm-hmm. though they're still American. Mm-hmm. And and they actually didn't want them to to um, to be living with among whites, so they gave them the the poorest of housing. Some of it was deemed unfit for whites, but for some strange reason, it was still good enough for blacks, which I think is horrendous in itself. As a human being, to make that decision, it's shocking. Mm-hmm. And and so they did have um, certain problems in Chicago, and in, and for a while, Chicago was the they had the high, highest murder rate. You know, you know, I mean, there was a lot of crime happened and. You know, and a, a lot of blacks got roped into crime because purely um, they weren't given the same opportunities, they weren't given the same chances, and that was, you know, if you if you have to feed your family as a man, mm-hmm. and you're physically able to take it from somebody to feed your family, I don't care who it is that's listening, uh, if you're a man and you care about your family, you're going to do that. You're going to do that. I would do it. And I've got no shame in admitting it. It's not any day being a gypsy or the colour of my skin or, or where I come from. It's because I care about my family and I need to survive. And it's human nature to survive. Mm-hmm. And when you're given a, a bad hand and, and you struggle to survive, um, then then that's where the problem starts. Right? So, it, so I mean, equality is the, the way to go forward. However, sorry, I know I'm doing a lot of talking, but I'm really invested in this, right? And I know, I'm watching. So, um, so... The p- the point of the Chicago the Chicago blues culture is, these guys come up playing Delta blues on acoustic guitars and then and then technology, like created this beautiful music that has inspired people like our man Johnny Bergen and Jose Ramirez and and and, and Charlie Musselwhite and and Paul Butterfield and I mean I could go on Donna Harula Demetra mm-hmm. Taylor and um, honestly the 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 absolute wealth and talent that that struggle has created in a city that was so segregated is amazing and 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 to a point it sounds mental but i'm kind of grateful for it all (laughs) as a listener but shocked by it as a human Mm -hmm. so um aye anyway the next song's amazing by the way sorry i do know that also um i don't think we said that it was two bugs in a roach by errol hooker that we started the show with oh did we not say that that was the plan that's because you teased the plant last minute again and it was amazing. And it was a great idea, I but know. you never told me. Because you were doing something else, I didn't want to put you off. Oh, right. See, you th- oh my God, you do that thing where you try and make yourself sound like the perfect wife. And it was actually because you just didn't think I was valid enough to tell. <gasps> Lies. How dare you? I am shocked. Anyway, anyway, we'll get this next song. Uh, so we're going to put two on, actually. So Are we're we? going to have, yeah, we're going to have Otis Span. Oh, I love him. Well, Muddy Water song though, yes. that's pretty cool because he was the the Wait first main. 
Sorry. He was the first. <gasps> he was the first main Chicago blues guy that come for the Delta and made the Chicago blues mm-hmm. sound. But rather than doing the stereotypical, let's all play Muddy Waters. We've got some cool surprises today uh, that yes. are really cool, really cool. And uh, yeah, because one day we'll do, mon- yeah. we'll do a Muddy Waters show. But um, without but, yeah. it being Muddy Waters, this is as we've close managed, as you're going to yeah, get. We've managed to put together a, a complete Chicago blues radio show without, without Muddy any stereotype. So there you go. But 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 we've got a lot of new music. Yes, with old uh, span. Got my mojo working. Who and then played in his band for a long time as well? Uh, the so. Paul Butterfield Blues Band, born in Chicago. Wow. Let's have it. Let's have it. Let's have it. So enjoy. Don't 
Sounds like we just played a song from the the sh- uh, the Blues Brothers soundtrack, and it might seem out of the blue, but I tell you, the reason we put it on is because Sam Lee made a massive name for himself. Now Sam Lee has just recently passed an incredible drummer. He had like this um, am- amazing ability to speak with, with a percussive instrument. He was a great guitar player. He was a great influence on Johnny Bergen, and he offered um, Johnny Bergen a lot of advice and, and taught him a lot of stuff that he would never have known without the guy. Now he was a Chicago blues legend, Sam Lee. He's played with all the greats. All I mean, Howlin' Wolf. He played with the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. You've just heard. Um, he, he he made that band as good as it was alongside Paul Butterfield and, and Mike Bloomfield so, he also um, had his own didn't he yeah mm-hmm. I did I just, uh, yep mm-hmm. I was getting there I know I was, just, <laughs> I was just wanting to ask in case <laughs> she didn't oh and right. I'd not turned my microphone on so I was like oh I better just alright okay no, no, fair enough right but um, that's the reason we put that on because um, it got on the Blues Brothers soundtrack purely because of how great a song it was and, and how how I mean that was really relevant at the time as well Arlen Roth told me that the music that Paul Butterfield was bringing out at the time it was actually modern music 
and that's really cool because Sam Lee has done all this stuff and and like I said he, he made a massive impact on Johnny Bergen as a person and as a musician so let's hear what he's got to say about it we're, we're big fans of um, Sam Lee now I realise that you've played with Sam Lee a lot eh? and God rest him I mean phenomenal musician I didn't realise he played guitar so well as well he was a good guitar player as well eh? um, what yeah. was it like what was it like working with him Sam took me out on the road when I was I was wet behind my ears. I didn't know anything. He turned me into a real guitar player. Oh and man! Every gig was like going to school with Sam, and and he he gave so much of himself, and he played every song so well. And he wasn't just keeping time. He was he was reacting and commenting, you know, on every lyric, on every uh, you know, he had something really interesting to do or to say at like every moment of the song. He brought them all to life so well. And uh, he really taught me about how to really pick the right repertoire for yourself because his shows were like, it was like little bullet points of his incredible musical resume. Yeah. And he sort of took you through his career in the course of his set. And um, it made for a really nice show. And he picked songs that fit his voice really well because he's a really good singer. But he had a certain kind of voice. He wasn't a great singer at everything, but he picks he picked songs that either showcase something, yeah, something he some way he could sing really well, or some way that he could play really well, or something, some part of his career. Yeah, he knew himself so, properly. Yeah, yeah, and he presented it in just the right way. And you know what a great man. You know yeah. he's on my first record. Awesome. That's all I can say. I mean, I can't even. I can't even uh, begin to to uh, pretend that that wasn't like mind blowing for me mm -hmm. to hear all this stuff firsthand for a guy who I look up to. I mean, Johnny Bergen is a minimalist blues player who can play all the notes all the time wherever he wants. Has a great ear for tone, has a great ear for music, but and yet still is honest enough to say, "Well, listen, I like this, I like that. I came for this, I came for that," and listening to him about putting his career together and who he loves and all that is amazing in fact I'm pretty sure we've got a bit of chat from him saying I asked you know how did you know how did you get as good as you were you know mm -hmm. you, we should probably just stick that straight on eh no Hank here's my name you too I mean I started out just playing where in a band where there was just two guitars all right, and okay. no bass and so I learned the bottom parts of the guitars and that, that kind of like the little Walter stuff with no bass, the really old, you know, those kind of songs. Yeah. And I just learned those lumps and everything and stuck with that. And then I was playing rhythm guitar with Tail Dragger. And all I had to do was I didn't play any lead because we had people like Lurie Bell or Johnny B. Moore. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. People like they, people who were just amazing. And all I had to do was to stand, basically stand back and watch and stay out of the way and try to help out and, and so then it was that then then there was with Sam Lay you know I didn't sing I didn't have you know I didn't pick any songs I didn't have to deal with any of that all I had to do was play what Sam wanted me to play you know yeah. and so it was just piece by piece and then finally I had my own band and stuff you know so it was a really good foundation yeah so there you go I mean he, he's really honest about where he comes from and you know I, I actually I really do I actually really do love um, like he's, you know, he's um total, total amazing ability to just uh, 
admit that you know he's not a pop star he's not a blues star he's just a guy who's surviving on his efforts and doing what he can to keep that going I like that because that's what I want to do that's what I want to keep doing this show is my my, my platform to, to let other people know that I'm, I'm invested in the music and, and I want to give something back you know what do you think Hen? You look, you look like you're trying to count the seagulls. I'm not. Do you know what? I was just thinking how roasting it is in here, <laughs> and then I was thinking it must be because you're here. Then I think I thought I better not say that because that sounds like a cheesy line, and that's not what I meant. And then I've said it anyway. So there you go. That was my entire thought process there. Really? Yep. Keep talking. Mm-hmm. So um, I got to ask some cool questions, and I think you've clipped it so that you can hear me this time, eh? Because normally I'm. Um, no, 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 no. It's yeah, fine. It's pretty, yeah. I like it. It's pretty funny. Oh, we can always. Uh, yeah, okay, well, that's this one then. Like, that's just because it's quite cute. Like, like, honestly, I'm not just. I'm not trying to debate it. I think you're quite funny because you are literally just meeting this guy in the pub in your head. Like I'm like like I've done all this like like lifetime of music research and like invested my heart into like who he is and <laughs> what he does and and I love everything about the guy as a musician. Then you're like, ah, so do you change your pants every day or or is that something you just do now and then? Is that do you a, turn them back to front and inside out for a few days? Yeah. I, I mean, luckily she didn't ask that, but um, but, but that is Fiona's that is, that is Fiona's mindset, honestly. You know? <laughs> so you need to watch her, like I mean, but but luckily, if it wasn't for um, Fiona's um, incredible broadcasting skills, this show wouldn't even be as good as it is. So, I mean, I, I'm grateful for that. But blast this on because I think this is a serious question, and that's a one-off for you. <laughs> do you have a, a method to writing songs and music do you use the same procedure every time deadlines help <laughs> <laughs> I mean I have written several tunes like on the back of an envelope on the way to the studio so you know I need the pressure I guess but you know my partner Steph and I we chit chat and like she'll come up with some zinger phrase or we're just teasing each other, you know? And we've come up with, with songs that way plenty of times because she'll say something and I'll, I'll say, that's a song, or, or, or I'll say something and she'll go, that's a song, you know? And like, like she said, your charm won't help you. That's a song, you know? Right. And that was a song I did um, with Kike Gomez. So, I mean, once you get the phrase and the ball rolling, it usually writes itself. Okay. And I wrote this song called getting my blues on it's going to be my next one i think it's one of the best ones i ever did and and um sometimes it's another method is to like sort of get out of your own head because sometimes the actual writer is not so interesting you have to sort of write from someone else's point of view so i just wrote from the point of view of like i tried to imagine a typical blues fan you know not the player like look at me playing blah blah blah, you know it's from the point of view of the fan what does the fan want so that's what getting my blues on is about, you know. Oh, that's so a, that's it helps me to get out of, get out of my own uh, skin a bit. How do you? Sorry. Because I read it somewhere. Don't, oh, I don't think so. Is uh-huh. that? Have you ever done that before? No. Promise. Pinky yes. swear. Pinky swear uh-huh. on the radio. Uh huh. Right. Okay. Because if you had, I'd have totally. I thought like a lot. Actually, I'd have loved it. Who am I kidding? <laughs> anyway. Oh, we're we're back. We're back. Oops. Oops. Hi guys. We were not talking about anything untoward. Absolutely not. 
Why would we? I mean, that would be ridiculous. I don't think there is anything untoward when you're in a relationship with somebody. The conversation that you is have between... Is that what you're telling folk? Well, no, I'm just thinking, really. Is that untoward when you're, you're you know, in a relationship? Everything between you You've said that is, twice now. Is that what uh, you're telling people? It is now. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but it wasn't untoward <laughs> by <laughs> anyone's standards. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just dropped a, a, a brick on your toes there, hen. <laughs> which is hilarious because for once, I'm not the one doing the hanging. <laughs> that's amazing so anyway aye that so aye, so hopefully you heard all of that conversation um, not ours obviously <laughs> no, I'm glad you didn't hear ours like honestly this would be like taking off of all major platforms and I know just because I asked you if you changed your then, pants and then, and then you'd be getting folk asking for photographs and everything you know what I mean nightmare so anyway so send your, your worn pants to them in the post I know oh. actually I think folk pay for that now. they do I. Did I actually? Mm. I read that as well. <laughs> did you? I did. Oh, that's nuts, man. That's nuts. Mm. So anyway, um, so yeah, uh, we're um, we're going to be putting on a John Primer song, right? Mm-hmm. Now, John Primer is so amazing. He does um, some blues in his basement. He's he's much yeah. uh, the same mindset as um, our, our late friend Jimmy Johnson was. He's mm-hmm. a he's a he's the real deal, and he's so cool. And um, I'm buzzing that we get to play his music on the yes. show because everything's themed and we're not going to like lose that but see the theme come up oh we can play a John Primer song and then to hear Johnny Bergen loves the guy mm-hmm. oh my god I, I just if the universe is totally just caressing our heads now I know I, I'm so glad I said heads so anyway let's get it on then what are you waiting on? Drinking Marshall milk, trying to dry my blues away. I keep drinking Marshall milk, trying to dry my blues away. Baby, you just welcome to my love. As the flower is in May Malta milk It keeps rushing to my head Malta milk, Malta milk It keeps rushing to my head And I have a funny feeling And I'm talking all out of my head
baby, fix me one more drink And hug your daddy real one more time Baby, fix me one more drink And hug your daddy one more time Just keep the my mortal meal Mom until I change my mind My door now keep turning It must be spooks around my bed My door now keep turning There must be spooks around my bed I have a warm old feeling And I'm talking all out of my head
a wee one there. Another air hooker with the hucklebuck. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to work out how to do something here. Sorry. He's fantastic company. Just keeps abandoning me here. No, it's <laughs> not that, Hen. It's no, it's no, it's no, it's no. It's just, I tell you what, right? Um, mm-hmm. No, it's not that at all, shut up. Well, I'm right. just going to make my own thing now, right? right, right well, usual, then. Usual. Just like you did with the relationship. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I'm having a bit of that over there. Right. What are you doing? I'm whoa, whoa, hold up, hold <laughs> up. Wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> See, I love how he says everywhere, like online, in interviews with people, on the show itself, that it's, you know, it's my broadcasting experience and, and the show is all, you know, would, wouldn't be the same without me. And then you make all the decisions about when we play what. No, yes, that's no true. Yes, you do. No, 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 no. Let me speak. You do. Okay. Uh, I was thinking, actually, will we just get to the, the humiliating beard question? I go for it, actually, because I want to get this out of the way, and then maybe people will actually start believing what I say more. Mm-hmm. Here you go. You know, and I, I mean, have you ever heard of uh, Dave Arcari? Yeah, we met at Reggie's. Oh, really? You'll have to tell him hi for, for me. Yeah, well, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. I'm going to be recording yeah. at his place. Very yeah. good. I, I opened Very for him. When, the 20th of February, I opened for him in Glasgow. So, um, yeah, we're good friends, me and Dave. Fiona loves Very his beard. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, well, you'd think it was very cool, right? But we are sitting doing an interview... Fiona's first question, do you use beard product? <laughs> do I what? use what? A product for your beard, you know, like beard shampoo. Oh. But he does. That, that, that was her first question. <laughs> he, he has to Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you use beard product? His, oh. beard, his beard is very straight and uh, and well-groomed, so I, I wondered, but he has a whole beard grooming routine. So, you see... Yeah, <laughs> you see, that's you see. cool. Yeah, I like these questions that sort of get to yeah, how people yeah, yeah. And all. yeah. Sorry about that. See, yeah. he thought it was a cool question as well. I'm, I'm trying to work out why. Is it a Facebook thing? <sighs> yeah, I oh. tell you. So what it is is I used to do a lot of branding for people, and mm-hmm. and for charity, and for all for my own stuff as well. To be fair, right? So, and I'm just trying to work out um, how. Oh wait, I just think I just found it. No, no, I didn't. So, so I'm just trying to work out why it's it's so um. Okay, it's just so annoying. It's just so. I know. Un- it's just, just just leave it and enjoy yourself just now. And no, then I uh, found out how to download the balls as a zip file. So anybody who did get them, who I did do them for that I like, who is still on my team, hmm. will will receive them via we brilliant boom boom um, no but I mean I'm not going to I'm not going to accept the fact that um, that I put a lot of work into that so sorry so <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no, just, sorry I know I seem quite conceited I seem very conceited and I hate your computer um, I'm just going to delete that Okay, um, <laughs> right, so we're coming up to what we like to call back to back tracks and um, we put four on or we put something on without us talking, you get 
Basically, yeah, you get to enjoy yourself instead of like merely merely dealing with it, right? <laughs> merely seeing it, you know, uh, because you like us, <laughs> which is what you do the rest of the show. So this this is the wee bit of cream that you get at the, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a name different. in that actually. Yeah. There's a name there somewhere. Well, we'll, we'll think about we'll, it. We'll not call ourselves the cream team. No, let's not. I'm pretty sure that um, although if we did, we'd probably aye exactly. You could use them, and we could make money from it. Probably we'd make a lot more <laughs> money. Only fan. The cream. <laughs> Aye. Or even if you're not a fan, like <laughs> you'll probably be a fan of that. The cream team. No, it doesn't sound right at all. Anyway, um, so each week we do something a wee bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, now we've got a cracking show coming up where the people that we're featuring have picked all the music. Uh, when we did the Bobby Rush show, yeah, and his ch- picks ch- yep, were yep. in the back to back. This week, what we're doing is is it's all back to back Johnny Bergen songs. Um, oh, so is it though? No, yeah. there's one more. No, there's one. No. Are you sure? Yes. I thought we were Sam- a song behind. No, no. Samurai Harp Attack, Rattlesnake, Cherry on Top, Hurry Up Baby. Right, but you said we were no, a song behind. No, it's fine. squeeze it in later on. Don't you worry your little self. I will. Right, okay. li- right. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Promise? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, okay, well, as long as you're all right. Um, so I'm going to do that. And... Um, yeah, so we've got a bit of cool chat about the samurai. Yes, well, this is my favourite. This is actually this is going to sound nuts, right? But, um, it's more or less uh, it's almost instrumental, and um, and I told him that uh, my favourite song that he ever did was from the No Border Blues album. Uh, it was with three Japanese harmonica players. Now I don't know if if this is um, a stereotypical thing to say or if it's politically incorrect. However, if it is, it's not deliberate, and I apologise, but. I have to I have to say that um Japanese people in particular seem to have the ability to to um, mimic and learn better than any other race I've ever come across and and it doesn't matter the genre they they play blues like they, they lived in cotton fields they they you know they but they don't really have their own the, their own culture is very Japanese looking and sounding to everybody else but but when it comes to um, stretching outside their culture, they don't really do that. They learn other cultures, but they're very good at it. And I think when I heard Samurai Harp Attack, not only is the <laughs> not only is the name amazing, right? Um, see when you hear it, it's just a wall of perfect blues, and it's 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 beautiful. And 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 you know what? Apparently now. Now I know this. I didn't realise at the time, but all the credit goes straight to to the actual Japanese people who were playing on it and the, and the lovely people and you know that whole culture actually is is always like blowing me away how how amazing and how far ahead of us, uh, you know, in the Western world they can learn so so greatly. You know, I mean, look at all these um these Japanese players that have that have played music that have like went viral on YouTube and. Like they just invest. Like I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. There's definitely something in the water. Mm-hmm. I think, but I think, um, you know, that in a lot of ways, with a lot of things, I'm not making any sense here. I know what I mean. I I love watching um, videos where people make something out of like literally nothing or rubbish, you know, and most of them are uh, Japanese and they make these incredible like like a man made a slide for his kid out of cardboard boxes but it's amazing it's like honestly Hi, and, and the, the, they've got these three guys I think they're Japanese um, and it's the samurai or the ninja street cleaners or something it's, um, and they're going about like cleaning aye. streets like ninjas and they're mm-hmm. like getting fit but they're also doing the mm-hmm. good turn and they look, they look badass like they're cool, they're cool like. 
Yeah. You can find them on, on YouTube as well. Um, so this was your wee bit of chat about this. Yeah, I, I, I just had to get it out there and just say, you know. Mm-hmm. So enjoy. So, I mean, I'm a big fan of your playing. My favourite... Thank you. I th- my my, my favourite uh, thing you've done is Samurai Harp Attack, I think. Honestly, I think it is amazing. Like, it's like this... It's just this wall of perfect sound. I don't know if that... It is a wall of sound. Yes. And I'm, 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 I'm really happy you feel that way. And I really don't deserve a lot of credit for that because... You know, Stephanie, who my partner, who pro- who produced it, she, she's my blues partner, and uh, you know, it was all her doing to put it all together in the studio. And it was these three amazing harp players who just worked it out on the fly, as if it had been totally planned out. And uh, this great drummer, the, this this these Japanese musicians were just so good. It was so much fun to play with them. And I can't wait to see them all again. Okay. 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 Okay.
俺はもう電車で家帰るから帰るわ俺はもうここに泊まっちゃうかなと思ってああいいんじゃないだから俺もっと武器やりたいんだけどせっかく三人半割から揃ったんでそうそう3人だけでちょっとやる高いマン高いマン食べてもらってあとよしみちゃんもりーちゃんもよあよしきはずっと手拍子するわジョニーも手拍子するあステファンにもあほらクラップじゃあ3人でやろうハモリかはいオッケーあ<音楽>
from Johnny Bergen um, just in case you didn't catch what we played it was Samurai Harp Attack Rattlesnake Cherry on Top and Hurry Up Baby was the last one there um, I have been abandoned he's left me so <laughs> he's nipped to the toilet actually so what I'm going to do is uh, pop on another little song and um, and then it's I'm fine. back thank you it's fine because, <laughs> because if I don't put a song on now we're going to be behind so we're going to have John Primer uh, with a Gypsy Woman. I hope you enjoy. <laughs> Have a good time. There will be trouble out the wild. Well, you know, I wouldn't see a gypsy woman have my fortune red. She said, Son, you better get on back home. There's a man landing in your bed. You know, the gypsy woman told me. They're gonna be trouble after a while
just jump as mama said When I peeped through my keyhole There was a man laying in my bed You know the gypsies, mama she told me Son, you are your mother bad She said, son, you're having a good time There will be trouble after a while John Primer there. So we're going to have, because I've got lots of music to squeeze in. Um, You're becoming like every DJ ever. No, it's just because, it's because we talk too much. And it's because you sent me away to go and do some. I come back and you're, ah, it's that was deliberate. No, no, no. No, you're trying to go, put me in a headlock and go, are we you going like empty that litter tray the new? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I'll just um, <laughs> uh, there's plenty of time. Don't worry. Next time I can, I come back and the show's changed completely. And now the gator mm. is a thing of the past. Thank you very much. Not at all. Um, Phew, because I was worried. You don't. It was because I do all the buttony bits. And, you're you're and very good with the knobs. I've never if known I anybody. You, I have never known anybody to get from there to twist a knob and back again so quick in my life. And, I think that's and incredible. keep my face in front of this big fuzzy thing. Yep, so you're welcome. I will get rid of that later on. <clears> Sorry, but uh, so I that was all. I mean, I I I would have done it, but then you'd have been left in charge. Oh, no, and I am not. No, no, no. And no, I no. see you don't want that. You don't no, want no, that. See? So I can't find one of the songs, but I can find uh, the Jose Ramirez. I can't find it. It's there. Look for it better. Look. It's so bossy. Anyway, I will do. But you have the absolute joy of Coco Taylor. Uh, One of my favourites, actually, Let the Duke Joint Jump. And. Uh, right above the one you actually just put on. Oh, it's because Oh my God. That's because you scrolled along. (gasps) You scrolled along. You scrolled along so you can't see the artist. I'm going to just turn your microphone off now. Okay, Enjoy. okay.
doing something that I absolutely hate other radio DJs doing, but we've got valuable chat and we're running out of time. That's yeah. a big six minutes. Well. That's very true. I'm yeah. so sorry, Coco. I hate yeah. doing that. I, in fact, I I really don't like it when um you know when you're listening to a song and they talk over the beginning and then talk over the end and and you're like mm. you know because I just I wanted to talk sing whatever I don't know what you're doing but I'm no, doing we can't do that I'm doing the real work no no How? no because we've got to put that over there put mm. what over where these right see I've already got the next one up I'm way ahead of you don't you worry don't know why you ever doubt me. Whatever. <laughs> oh, well, I can tell you loads of reasons, but like you said, our time's valuable, so PM me, guys. <laughs> 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 yeah, that whole, I hate Facebook and people who, who totally look for for Check attentions, and, but I'm having a crap day. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Message me. I know, so <laughs> don't post that. it. Do you know there's, there's so a... I, mean, a I, I, I hate, like, tattoo-looking women while you take a photo of yourself in a brand pants in front of the mirror. Aye. You know, know like, know. and then and then you're like, ah, here's new, my only fans, like, do you like my new shoes? Well, I wouldn't know, Hen, I can't see them in the photo. There's, <laughs> a, there's a meme I, I came across. I know, um, I know. No, listen, the other day. But you obviously weren't here, right? And I need to go back and find it because I screenshot it because I thought this is right up your street. It's one of them, right? It's it's talking about, um, you know, if I block you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, but why would you post that? Because if you've blocked them, they can't see it. I know. <laughs> I, 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 oxymoronic. And that's one of the ones that you'd begun to see, see. Yeah, I asked you. Yeah, I know, so I that's know. why I did it. I did I, I'm it. sure there was something more important for us to say there, but I can't remember. There was, but and it's what this. Was it? Right. So, um, so that is the, the focus. Our the focus of our radio show and podcast is on um, the musicians and artists to to get you an audience that hopefully you would never have had like, before, uh, like an investment. Aye. Yeah, yeah, and and to give you the recognition that you deserve as a a musician, not just people thinking that you know music is is here that because it's mass produced everywhere else, um, and this isn't. This is more of a feeling and an emotion. Um, so that was that was our purpose behind it was to make um, to bring the the listener and the musician closer together, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's um, that's Fiona obviously telling Johnny in particular what the show was all about. <laughs> that's just no, me. but it's, that's a I fair point, right? It's to, it's to create a connection between artist <laughs> and and listener, so that rather than um, you just hearing the song who it's by and then on to the next. Excuse me. It's about um, you getting to know the person and where he's come from and what he's done and and why his music is a is a, a slice of his personality. So I think we do a good job of that. And and if I'm wrong, then you can you can message us and say, look, mate, you're on a different planet. No, you but didn't. I, <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> so, but but until that happens, then. I would they right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's the whole point, right? And Johnny Bergen has been really good to us. He's got a lot of new stuff coming up. He's got a, he's got a new album in the in the pipeline. I'm not sure if it's going to be this year, but I hope it's this year because I'm choking to hear his new stuff. Everything he's ever done. I mean, that that album we done at Greaseland with uh, Kid Anderson. I mean, oh my God, that is awesome. You know. So, um, in fact, I think I've got something. To tell, uh, did I talk to him about this? I'm pretty certain this is it. Um, do you have plans for any new records? I just finished um, a recording session in Cincinnati 
um, with Ben Levin, and I got three songs done, and that is enough to... I've got enough stuff now to release a record. I did some in Dallas um, a little while back, and then in January I did some things in Memphis, and then I did this thing in Cincinnati. And so it's... I'm ready. I just got to mix it, master it, and uh, get it out. So if it's not done in 2022, it'll be done by early 2023 but it's i finally got enough so yes i was right that's definitely worth sorry i just got, <laughs> i just got a really uh, lovely message um but it wasn't really a lovely message it was just a a link but um it's our friend Memphis Gold who's just been included in a podcast in Sweden. Oh, massive. I think it's Sweden. I'm just trying to judge by the language because I don't read this language very well. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I actually by I say I say I don't read it very well. I mean, I don't actually read it at all. No, it mm-hmm. looks like an eye test in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's where we're at. Anyway, let's get through these songs. Right, mm-hmm. another massive impact on the Chicago Blues. Right, apart from the fact that his uh, his dad was. Um, the guy who kind of started that sound let's get let's get our man joseph yeah all right let's get out of the way hey everybody this is deborah morganfield wife of the late great mojo morganfield and you're listening to his music on a brand new show in scotland galty and the gators blues
Yes, we are, because we've got 10 minutes of amazing music to Oh, right, in. okay, well, in which case, can we at least, can we mm. at least, at least do what I want, mm-hmm. just for two seconds, mm-hmm. or actually, one, minute, two, one minute 17 seconds. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. That's all it takes, really, I mean, you know, you know, she's hot, what can I say? This is our final little piece from Johnny Bergen. <laughs> so, um, I think... Actually, I have a question. Right, go, right, go. So, if you could go back um, and speak to yourself at the beginning of your career, would you have any advice that you would give yourself? I would have a mountain of advice. Yeah, for sure. Because I was, I was. It was a big learning curve. So, I was just a real mess at at uh, at presenting myself. My hair was messed up. My clothes didn't fit right. I couldn't, I wasn't singing in the right keys for myself. You know, I didn't project that confidence. I was playing well, but I wasn't showing it, you know? And uh, that's the kind of thing I would have done just to make my music more accessible to people because people really do, they kind of listen with their eyes, you know? But Mm -hmm. I just didn't have the street smarts for all that. It took a long time to learn all that and it took help from some people. And I didn't have the people skills, you know. That took a long. I had to learn that. Um, I had to. I had to learn that the long, hard way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I wish. You know, <clears throat> I see some kids now who are so confident, self-possessed, and doing such a good job. So, I I know this is going to sound absolutely just like me, but um, obviously Fiona is. Um, so mental she forgot to mention how we had Mojo and Mud Morganfield back to back and it was like uh, like you know Muddy Waters sons you know just pointing that out like and um, uh, very very important to the 
to the Chicago blues scene. So, but we are going to leave you. We're going to leave you with someone who I admire as a as a singer, as a person, and how she's oh she does a brilliant tribute for Coco Taylor, and then one of her friends as well. Eh? Am I right? Are you playing him or have you when he just took a strop? I've no. Oh, no, so let's get them on then. We're going to so um Demetria Taylor um doing I'm a woman and Hoochie is it Hoochie Coochie Woman? It is indeed. It would be I because and it would kinda write off the first statement. I'm a woman. And then anyway, go like that, I'm but do you know what? She's she started playing the drums at fourteen. Ah, she's very talented. I can't wait to speak to her. I mean I hope you're gonna actually show up for that one. You know You'll get another row. Uh, I I am going to absolutely enjoy this. I'm sure you will too. And we're going to squeeze on at the the end. Actually, we're yeah, we've got plenty of time to get in. Awesome. Um, Jose Hmm. Ramirez, whatever she wants. Yeah. Thanks very much, eh, to Delmark, to to all the artists, and mostly to Johnny Bergen for taking the time out his busy schedule to actually speak to us. I mean, that's been amazing. So this is our our plan moving forward is um is to to do the odd um feature artist. Yep, I think and there'll be another Chicago Blues show. I think there'll be another Delmark show. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think, we, I think we there's loads of what we want to do. Yeah. Aye. So, um, but yeah, I mean, what we've got, we've got loads of ideas. Honestly, you're stuck with us for years, years. We might even get a wee performance in. And uh, and we're going to start doing um, uh, another wee separate thing, so it won't be going out on the radio on a Sunday evening. Um, maybe a video, but definitely a, an extra hours podcast. Yeah, absolutely, and we won't be sober, so it'll be good fun. <laughs> so take care, guys, and thanks very much. <laughs> Ta-ta!
The gypsy woman told my mother Before I was born You got a girl child coming Gonna be a girl of a gun Gonna make pretty men Jump and shout And the world's gonna know Something that I really want 